Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Thanks for being on iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Rayanne Mustafa. She is the CEO of Soul Much Foods, which has the mission of changing the food waste industry um, and works with many restaurants that you may know of, like True Foods Kitchen, P.F. Chang's, um, Freshie and K-Way, and is launching some pretty amazing new innovative products. Um, Rayanne, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so what is Soul Much Foods? You guys have a pretty amazing mission. Uh, how, you know, how did you how did you get into this in the, in the first place? And then we'll go into Soul Much Foods and what you guys are really stand for. Yeah, so we are a food upcycling company, and our whole mission is reducing food waste. Um, so we do that by partnering with large scale restaurants and grocery stores very soon, and we collect all of their extra food that they have as excess at the end of the night that they didn't serve and upcycle them into delicious, healthy snacks. And our first pilot product that we launched was vegan, gluten-free, like health cookies. Um, we've launched flour and we've got a new product launching within this week and something within six months. So we're really excited to kind of reimagine the way people see food waste because, um, you know, the food that we're rescuing is completely unserved food. And we got into this because my co-founder and I, we were just two waitresses frustrated seeing perfectly untouched food being thrown away every single night at the restaurant that we worked at. And we were wondering why nobody else was doing anything about it. And it kind of got to this point where we couldn't turn a blind eye to it anymore because it was so much excessive amounts of untouched food, like I had said. And when we looked around, we were asking our management and our friends, the other coworkers, like, why isn't anyone stopping this from happening? We kind of got to the realization we're like, well, if not us, then who, right? Like yeah. we are essentially the people we're waiting for. And at the restaurant, we were the most passionate about the environment, I guess you could say. Um, so we're like, if we don't help come up with a solution, like what makes us think that anybody else will? So that's really what kind of catapulted us to actually take action. And so far we've rescued now uh, close to 20,000 pounds of food, that's that's 6 million gallons of water. That's over 500 metric tons of methane. And we've done that so far just in the form of cookies. So it kind of just shows you that, you know, sometimes working on these environmental solutions don't have to be so complicated. Like sometimes truly like the best solutions can be the simplest ones. Like yeah, cookies. <laughs> definitely. I mean, who doesn't love cookies? If you, you know, if you're eating cookies and you know you're doing it for a great cause and you're saving six million gallons of water, it's crazy. I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the waterless car wash industry and we have a goal of saving billions of gallons of water and just doing car washes in a different way. So that's so incredibly smart that you've, you know, you've been able to take something that people would just overlook and then turn it into something that's quite magical. Um, so, so right now you've just kind of done the whole cookie in introduction. That was kind of, your, was that your big hit? Well, you'd say so you got all this food and products in these different restaurants and you converted it into amazing cookies and then 
did it just hit really hard and people love the mission and they love the cookies and it just kind of blew up from there? So it, I mean, it, we definitely had a lot of, you know, trial and error and it was like about five to six months of recipe development. And it's funny because my, my co-founder and I are completely different in this sense, but the best way possible. So I'm in the creative space, like trying to come up with ideas and the recipes and she's all about logistics and getting the business plan, the intro insurance and you know we are like a rescued food business and although the food is 100% sanitary it's completely went from the chef to our hands um we did have to go through some regulations which is really awesome mm-hmm. um but yeah when we launched we launched at the ocean beach farmers market and at first it was kind of we were like how do we even word this what do we even say our pitches people are really weirded out by food waste how do we educate people on the idea of what food waste was and that's when we kind of the moment clicked and we're like okay on the surface, yes, we're selling cookies, but our mission, excuse the pun, is so much more than that. Like we really yeah. we really strive to build an educational campaign around food waste and making it on the forefront of people's agendas and right. showing people that it's it's not so taboo to talk about anymore and we can create solutions about it. Um, and educating people on the amount of food. I mean, there's, you know, 60 million tons of food being wasted every year. And that's just what's accounted for. There's still so much that's not accounted for. Right. So Um, we really wanted to, you know, educate people about that and be like, Hey, but there are solutions, you know, you don't need to feel paralyzed by just the problems. Like by you purchasing this, you are directly, like if you're eating it, you're saving it. Right. So that's the beauty of the model. Um, When you asked me, was it a hit right away? Um, I I don't know if it was a hit right away. I think people were like kind of hesitant, but one advice that we got early on in the startup stage was like, look, I don't care how great your, your mission is. I don't care if you're trying to save the world. If you do not have the best damn tasting cookie I've ever tried, you're, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. And so from a mentor telling me that I, I remember just being like, Oh my gosh, like how do we make this the best cookie ever? <laughs> um, but I'm so glad that he had said that because the cookies are incredible. They're really delicious. Yeah, you strive for that. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I agree with you. That's, I mean, my, my thing of, of a response for a company or an individual that's like their thing is blowing up is, is the response from the individual when they're receiving the product. So with, with my first business, the car wash business, that, that my, it didn't really, it blew up in my mind, you know, cause we were, we were, people were loving it every single week and we kept on growing and expanding, you know, it took years to get to the point where we were scaling nationally. And, you know, my success really was like in the eyes of our customers. Like it was just a few, like the first, 10, 20 that we had a week in their response when we were saving water and giving back water and they loved the, they loved the product. We obviously messed up on cars and some people weren't happy, things like that. I'm sure you've messed up on products and haven't had the best batch of cookies ever sometimes, right? But the thing is, like at the end of the day, when people understand your mission and your purpose and everything that you're behind it, it's like, yeah, cookies are going to be great, you know, but saving, you know, all this food and then saving a bunch of water in the process. And it really helps you stand behind it and stick it for the long run, long run, and eventually, you know, make all these different products that change, you know, the way people think about these things. And if you're someone like you, that's, you know, most people don't think like that. Most people don't think, okay, how can we um, innovate to change all this food waste and create a sustainable business around it, and then, you know, give back. Most people don't think like that. So it's really, really important to think in this way, especially in these times when food is becoming more of a concern. Water is being more of a, becoming more of a concern, right? Um, so it's, it's powerful. Uh, 
So it's great. So, 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 so cookies of the power versus market. I love it. You know, and then, you know, you built, you built an online website and then, uh, I see that looks really fantastic. How did you kind of build in the online space? Have you, how, how you been doing that? Um, definitely. So we had diversified where we were selling it. So initially we had started at farmer's markets and then we quickly expanded to some retail locations and within San Diego, um, you know, we hit retail pretty hard in the end of 2019. That was kind of where our focus was. Uh, we were in about 35 locations and then we were focusing, most of our revenue was actually coming from catering, believe it or not. So businesses really loved the idea that, hey, we're going to have a conference anyway. We're going to have a board meeting anyway. We're trying to have corporate social responsibility. We order from so much and the benefit of ordering from us is we provide them with a corporate social responsibility report being like, hey, you ordered 500 cookies and you've saved X amount of pounds of food from these landfills, this much water and this much methane. And then they could then use it within their corporate reports, tax write-off, marketing, PR, however they wanted mm -hmm. to you know, use that. Um, so that was actually where we were getting a majority of our revenue, uh, which you can imagine we took a big hit with COVID. Um, yeah. But building the online presence was really almost like blessing in disguise because of all of our other channels had almost de demolished overnight. We kind of yeah. had to force to be going online. And luckily, you know, I, I'm sure you can remember in the beginning of COVID, there was this huge push for like online businesses, support local, yeah. support small. So we definitely saw a spike within that. Um, and like I, yeah, so that had helped a lot. And I would say really like from the very beginning, we've just showed behind the scenes of everything. And I think that that's really helped build our audience. And I mean, our engagement is really high. We may not have a million followers, but those followers we do have are extremely engaged and really loyal from, and they know our story from the very beginning. And most of, most of the people who've been following us have like helped pick our logo, helped pick the colors of our logo, helped help us with the next flavors that we've come up with. And I think that that's almost the key to keep people really engaged. And therefore that converts onto online sales. And, and when yeah. you throw a promotion out there, they're way more you know, likely to actually support. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know, it's, it's everything, almost every business was impacted in, you know, through this whole COVID thing. Even with the car wash business, we had a lot of high rise buildings, right? Well, all the buildings shut down. So, you know, what do you, what do you do? Like, I mean, every location shut down. And so we had to, we were already pivoting online. We've done, done a lot of online things, but, you know, like you said, you have these loyal customers that just love your product and, you know, they don't mind making some adjustments to ensure that they support you. And, a lot, a lot of people in San Diego, they're so nice because they, they try their best to support local companies. Um, and so that's, that's super awesome. Um, one thing I want to go into is you have a couple other amazing products that you've, uh, you've launched recently. You have cookies, which is a great introduction. That's you know, sweet. But um, you have some other things that you do as well, right? With uh, so much. Yeah. So earlier in the beginning of COVID and quarantine, I'm not sure if the audience also remembers this, but everyone decided to become a home baker at one point. And it's funny because the hashtag like that was top trending was like home baking, baking goods, bread maker and whatnot. So we saw this as a really incredible opportunity. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about what we do. So we rescue primarily right now we're rescuing um, rice from Asian themed restaurants. So a big leftover rice and rice cookers yeah. and we dehydrate it and then we mill it into a flour and we use that flour to bake it to the cookies that we then sell. You guys but are like chemists like, over here. Just recreating. Yeah, we're like, 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> no, literally. Um, but we're like, man, like there's a huge flower shortage. And at one point you could not find flower anywhere. And like all online flower companies were completely sold out and back stocked. So we're like, this is the perfect time to launch our flower. Um, so we launched our 100% upcycled brown rice and quinoa flower. So wow. that means that everything that was in our flower bag was rescued food that is diverted from going into a landfill. That um, is amazing. And may I add, it's in an all compostable pouch and packaging too. We're really do you have this? That. Do you have this pouch? Do you have any examples of this whole thing? Yeah. So I have this one. This is empty. I used all the flour, but um, it's a hundred percent compostable bag and you can see it's like a upcycled brown rice and quinoa flour. So everything in here is rescued. And that's so cool to be able to have the opportunity for people in, you know, quarantine to be like, Hey, you can still be somewhat sustainable by just simply changing what you purchase. You're still purchasing the same product, but here's a more sustainable option. Yeah. So that was Definitely. really fun. And then, uh, Oh, go for it. Yeah. So my one question I had is, you know, with all the restaurants, you know, there's been a huge impact on restaurants, right? Um, I, I mean, I guess grocery stores, I mean, they're still being impacted. A lot of the upcycle or the, the food that you get is from restaurants, correct? Mm-hmm. Have you seen a kind of a hit with this whole thing as far as like the amount of food that you've been able to get from these restaurants? 100%. Yeah. So um, our flower campaign had done extremely well. We were really successful with that. And I don't think we anticipated how successful it was going to be. Um, so we almost had a shortage. We were like, oh my goodness, we can't supply enough because the restaurants, you know, we were getting close to probably 100 pounds a day of food, close to almost like. 30 to 40 pounds of food a day. So really, really, really did affect us. And luckily we had a backstock that we've been able to just have a supply. Um, We've had a lot of flour, just extra. And yeah, we definitely had taken a hit, but luckily right when we were like almost reaching the very end and we weren't sure what to do with that point, um, restaurants started reopening. So we kind of got our supply back. um, And now we're back to like a healthy inventory again. It's important. You got to have those like little rainy day funds, almost like rainy day of flour, rainy day of money. (laughs) Like it's the same difference, you know. People are doing a lot of like emergency things. They're building up emergency supplies of foods and stocks and all that stuff. So I mean, in general, I think I don't think restaurants are going to go away completely. Right now, you know, you can still have restaurants. You can still eat outside. Um, So you know, there's still a lot of opportunity. I I think even in this time to continue what you're doing. Um, And you know, I think through the changes. Being able to conserve, I mean, I, I don't know if you've, if you've done, done this, but, you know, going into grocery stores, I know there's a lot of waste that goes into grocery stores, grocery outlets specifically, right? They, their entire business model is saving food from other grocery stores that's almost about to expire and reselling it. What do you think about those kind of directions? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because we um, are actually, so with, it's so funny. I think COVID has like really forced some businesses to come up and become innovative and think like, how are we going to survive these times? And that's definitely the case for us. So we're like, okay, well, restaurants aren't doing as well. well where's the next industry that's wasting food? Cause at the end of the day, that is our sole mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been turning to grocery stores and the next product that we wanted to launch was like kind of like a banana and ice cream situation where you take browning bananas, you freeze them, you add a little bit of coconut milk, and then you make this like delicious, healthy ice cream alternative from that. Um, (laughs) And we sell cookies, obviously. So it's like the perfect idea, like a cookie sandwich. Um, So that was kind of what we wanted to launch next was this like upcycle banana ice cream. 
and we actually went to grocery outlet. We actually did, I posted on our Instagram, but we, we straight up just went to a bunch of grocery stores and asked them like, Hey, what do you guys do with your produce? Like what extras do you have most? And they said, most of it is bananas that they have extra just because the turnover is so quick. Um, and we went to grocery outlet and it's funny, like that day, right then in their grocery outlet was like, yeah, we have tons of bananas. Like, do you want them right now? Like we can, <laughs> we're down to partner with you. For here's sure here's, here's a ton of bananas. No, no, literally they gave us a, like a, a box of bananas and, we're, and so we awesome. actually experimented with the recipe with that and we're like, okay, great. So that's kind of in the pipeline right now and we're really excited. Um, and then it's kind of actually, it, it, it was interesting because we went in there just for bananas, right? So we're like, okay, that's the next product we can launch. But the manager was like, you just want the bananas? He's like, I got strawberries in the bag. I got wilted spinach. I got mushrooms no one bought. And you just want the bananas? And that kind of planted a seed in my mind. Yeah. And then the following weekend, I went on a backpacking trip with my friends. And I was looking up, I'm personally like vegan or plant-based. Um, I was looking up like vegan backpacking food. And I found some decent options, but they, they were either extremely expensive um, or B, they all came wrapped in plastic. And I was like, this is kind of counterintuitive to be taking like a, a bag out in the woods. You're gonna have to pack it back with you. It's not the recyclable plastic because it's like usually that aluminum um, filling. And I was like, huh. And then I kind of realized, and I remembered early on in our early, early stages, uh, Chipotle had reached out to us and they found out what we were doing. One of the local general managers at one of the stores and was like, hey, we got tons of leftover rice and we got some beans. You know, would you like to partner with us? And at the time, mind you, we had only thought cookies, right? So I was like, man, beans won't be good in a cookie. And unfortunately, <laughs> they flavor the rice. So I was like, dang, like Chipotle, I don't think we can partner with you. And I'm almost like, Ray, what in the world were you thinking? Because now that, you know, we're already dehydrating the food, like I said, when we collect it anyway. Mm. So we're kind of thinking about creating almost like um, upcycled, dehydrated backpacking food and compostable packaging, which could almost either A, be used as fire starter or re put in reusable, you know, cloth pouches um, and partner with these large restaurants and partner again with um the grocery stores maybe get some of their produce so there will be some virgin materials that we do use similar with the cookies it's not 100 percent, but um yeah. reducing the waste completely would be really awesome so yeah that's kind of what we are really 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 excited about yeah it's, it's a really it's another innovative idea right i, mean, I a lot of times i think people they get locked up in the way that they, they do things um and that is like a recipe for failure when it comes to business in the market and entrepreneurship so I mean, in the end, right, you're wanting to take food that's being wasted, you know, at restaurants or grocery, basically any wasted food, right? And then convert it into something that is, you know, usable in whatever way it is. So it could be, it couldn't just be, it doesn't have to be just food, you know, it could be different things. Like you just said, like, you know, a lot of right now, recreational things are like going huge, going out camping, going, doing this and that, right? So to be able to reuse something and convert it in that way, I mean, that's phenomenal. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I found that in business, what happens is, you know, you're kind of, you're at this little, like at the end of one path and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, and you kind of like, are, all right, well, what do I do next? Right. And then this kind of like little idea or scene, you kind of like, okay, well, I'll just go travel down this way and see what happens. And then you go down that direction and then maybe that doesn't like become this massive thing, but it ends up showing you where to go like where the next path is you know and then that's pretty much like i've seen that over and over again it just happens over and over again and eventually 
you know, you get to the place where you want to go as long as you stay within your core values and you don't, you know, sway one, one way or the other. Um, you know, and I think your core values are fantastic. You stay in that direction and there's no reason why it shouldn't be a raging success. Um, not just from, you know, from cookies to flour to pretty much anything, you know, it's really great. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's, you know, something that I've kind of realized over the years is like, we kind of have all the answers within us already. Like we, when we started the idea of starting the business, we kind of wanted to create like, so the, we wanted to do like buy one, give a meal or bridge the gap between food waste and food insecurity. And so something that I'd like, we're going to start off with backpacking food, but ideally our real mission is, and I've done, I've done no research on this yet, but this is just a theory. And again, I'm a visionary and a dreamer, but um, you know, to partner with nonprofits such as like the American Red Cross or United Nations where they hit us up and they're like, Hey, so much, we need, you know, half a million meals. There's a humanitarian crisis in Yemen and we need half a million meals. They're like partnering with us where we truly are closing the loop within both systems. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of something that we dreamt up when we first started and we kind of went a different path. We went through cookies. We needed to fund the company. We needed a cash cow. We needed to see if yeah. the market was even available for us. And then now that we built a loyal, like, you know, loyal customers and a following, I think that it's funny, like we, we truly do have the answers within us. And sometimes we just have to be super keen and aware to the signs that are notifying us of which path to go. And, and yeah, I agree. 100%. And bold enough to go down those directions, right? Like a lot of people aren't bold enough to be able to take that idea and believe in themselves enough uh, to execute upon it. And I'm not, I mean, not every idea is a, is a raging success. I mean, that's just part of, I think, life. But having the the guts to be able to do it, trusting your intuition and going after it, you know, I think is really is what makes beautiful things happen. So um, that's, that's really amazing. And, you know, I, I think that everything that you're doing right now is fantastic. Um, so what, what is it, what are you looking for in the end? I mean, we're in the middle of, you know, July in San Diego, things kind of shut down, but we're restaurants are still open. You guys are still doing your thing. Are, what are you looking for, to do by the end of the year? You mentioned a couple of things, but is there any, anyone from our audience that maybe, you know, uh, could reach out to you and, you know, help this direction? Are you looking for funding or are you looking for just other maybe restaurants to partner with? Is there anything on your mind that maybe you've been looking for? Yes, we need more restaurants to partner with. So if you have worked anywhere in the past, worked anywhere now, or know of anyone that has food waste within their facility, whether it's a restaurant, catering, cruise ship, like whatever it is we could, you know, uh, rescue. That's something we're really, really trying to work with. Primarily, we want it to be somewhat consistent. So, um, you know, like a chain, like a Chipotle or a PF Chang's, like kind of similar to what we're currently with. Um, Not really working with places like McDonald's. (laughs) You know, that would be interesting. I would be curious to know, like, what if they have a bunch of lettuce that, you know, you never knew that they have leftover of at this point. It would be interesting, but yeah, it, it's crazy because you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, yeah. we only realized that there was this much waste because we were just waitresses witnessing it because we were in that industry. Right. Um. So there's probably so much going on that we're not even aware of. Like, I've never worked on a cruise ship. I've never worked for a big catering company. So I don't or a fast food joint. So I don't know how much waste is going on in those facilities. Um. So yeah. So if you see it, you know, we have a form on our website you can fill out to. Um, submit or just email me directly and we can try and be a food waste warrior in your food facility. I love it. Is there any other ways that you donate to the company? Do you guys, do you guys have donors or like any kind of funding individuals that just like help support the mission? 
Um, you bring up a great point. We should, we should have like a, you know, support us tab. Typically, I guess the best way to support is to buy the product. Um, but we do have a GoFundMe that we had quite a while ago that sometimes we'll still get a few people donating to that. And with the backpacking food, I mean, this is not solidified, but we think we're going to go the crowdfunding route very soon with that because with that, we're going to need like way more industrial equipment that we well, can I connect for you. So I think that'll, it'll work out really well. Yeah. So we'll probably end up doing that. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, uh, Ray, I think it's been a fantastic to have you on the show. You know, you've been, you have an amazing company. So much foods is, has uh, an, a great mission and, you know, I really hope that you're going to continue to grow this like till the end of wherever it goes. Um, and if any of you guys out there want to reach out, um, to Rayanne and, and, uh, and support so much foods either by buying their cookies or flour or anything else that they're, that they're doing, um, how do they contact, uh, you, Ray? The best way is checking us out on social media. So primarily Instagram, it's at soul.much. Um, you can send us a direct email that way. Uh, we also have a phone number that way as well. Or you can head over to our website. It's soulmuchfoods.com. And then there's a contact us page. Fantastic. All right, guys. So I would reach out to her. Uh, this is an amazing company. I love uh, having businesses for a purpose on the show and um, everyone that's part of our network loves to support them. So thank you so much for being on the show and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the show a little bit later on this year and see how everything is going. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the iSmart podcast show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.